0: All right, good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, my fellow Trash Talkers, whatever time you are tuning in. I'm glad to have you on board once again. You're listening to Trash Talk with D Bork, and I'm your host, Dave Bork. It is Monday, the 5th of February, 2024. This is episode number 17 of our NBA pod, and we are going to be covering all the stars and all of the snubs. Yep, that is correct. NBA All-Star lineups have been released. We're going back to the old format of East versus West, thankfully. No more Team LeBron versus Team Giannis or Team KD, whatever it was. I mean, don't get me wrong, some of that was fun, a lot of the All-Star drafts. But I think it's back to back to original format this year which is good so we're going to be running through the lineups for those we will run through the our i guess our best of the best for uh, both lineups that have been released we'll also take out some trash and that segment is going to be about all of the snubs there's plenty of big names that did miss out this season guys who should be there guys who may or may not have missed out over name and reputation themselves so yeah we'll run through that we'll also run through some question time as always thanks for sending those through got an anonymous question come through this week for that at trash talk with Bork on instagram and tiktok thanks for sending those on through i'll also finish with our best bets for the nba action tomorrow little bit of a recap from the weekend once again two of three on saturday so pretty unlucky there with chet holmgren absolutely firing but unfortunately okc are just far too good at the moment (laughs) they are rolling maybe about a year or two ahead of expectations for that mob that's for sure but why don't we start running through this All-Star game, which will be taking place in a couple of weeks. Next Monday, obviously, being the Super Bowl. That is the main Monday event. But the NBA takes center stage the following week after that on the 19th of Feb. So... Let's run through the... We'll go through the East first. The All-Star starters for the Eastern Conference, Giannis Antetokounmpo, Joel Embiid, who is now every chance of missing the All-Star game. He just tore his meniscus, which is a brutal, brutal blow for him. So we'll run through some potential replacements for him. Tyrese Halliburton, Damian Lillard, and Jason Tatum wrap up the Eastern Conference starters on the bench for the East. Bam at a bio, interesting one there. Paulo Banquero, Jalen Brown, Jalen Brunson, who probably should be a starter. Uh, Tyrese Maxey, Donovan Mitchell, and Julius Randle wrap things up out east. For the West, you got Luka Doncic, who's playing at a ridiculous level of basketball this season. Kevin Durant, Shea Gilgis Alexander, who is every chance of winning the MVP. LeBron James, who's in his 45th NBA season, and Nikola Jokic wrap up the all-star starters out west. For the reserves, Devin Booker. some plenty of big names on the reserves bench here. Uh, Devin Booker, Stephen Curry, Anthony Davis, Anthony Edwards, Paul George, Kawhi Leonard, and Carl Anthony Towns. Hmm. Okay. So (laughs) we'll run through who I think is the best of the best selections. We'll start out east again first. Hard not to, I guess, go past two guys who are every chance of being in this team for for many, many years to come. So we'll start with Tyrese Halliburton, who was on an absolute tear to start the season, did eventually got hurt, so he's missed some time, but rewarded with an all-star start for his start to the season and and getting the Indiana Pacers to the in-season tournament final with his stellar play. Halliburton on the season, averaging 22.8 uh, points per game, 4.1 rebounds a night, and an enormous 12 assists per game. Their paces are 28 and 23 at the moment in sixth spot out east. Since coming back from injury, Halliburton definitely hasn't been at an all-star kind of level, but I think he's going to take some time to, to get back. I don't think he's don't think he's completely healthy at the moment, so I'm not going to be surprised if you do see him potentially missing a game or two in the lead up to the all-star break given the nba kind of somewhat does take about you know a week or so off there and i think it's going to be a good time for for Halliburton maybe to put the feet up i don't know if he's going to feature a whole lot in this all-star game i dare say indiana's going to have something to say about it because i don't want him potentially getting hurt in a I'd say nothing game but You'd want to get him to enjoy his first experience as an all-star starter, but also at the same time, you don't want him getting hurt in a game that does not matter. Let's be real. Outside of Tyrese Halliburton, we'll focus on Jalen Brunson. What a season he's had for the Knicks. He is just on an absolute tear, uh, averaging 27.3 a night. 3.9 rebounds a night and six and a half assists. He's got the Knicks in fourth position right now at 32 and 18. And especially with the injury now to Joel Embiid, you'd like to think these Knicks are going to have their eyes on the prize and finish with that top four position in the Eastern Conference. If you talk about Jalen Brunson in his last 10 games, he's only scored under 30 points twice. And in one of those games, he actually had 29 in a blowout victory against the Utah Jazz. So... It just shows how good this guy has been playing right now. Probably, probably is a bit unlucky to not be starting over Halliburton, especially just given his stretch of play in January. The Knicks obviously had their best January that they've had, I believe, ever. So, and obviously Jalen Brunson's a, a huge, huge reason for that. He's, he's someone that would, I would probably keep my eye on for a potential smokey for All-Star MVP honours because if he does end up, taking a lot of Tyrese Halliburton's minutes, then you might see this kid from New York <laughs> winning the MVP. Outside of those two guys, we'll stick with the guards out east, just given how strong the guard pool is there. Tyrese Maxey, who started the season like a house on fire since given the keys to the ignition from the Philadelphia 76ers after they traded James Harden. Maxey averaging just over 26 points per game, and you know it's about 6.5 assists night, with 3.5 rebounds too. As the Sixers in fifth position, but this injury to Joel Embiid is a problem for the Sixers. It really is, and it's. And I think it'll really depend where this team does finish up if Joel Embiid is to come back. Because if you think you know, a torn meniscus is at the very least, you look into you know a month or two out. Uh, this this is going to be hard to come by. But we're going to see how good Tyrese Maxey actually is now. So his his numbers are just going to be off the charts. You like to think, and if he can. If he can somehow get Philly you know, as a 4 or a 5 seed without Embiid, then you'd think Joel's going to do everything in his power to potentially come back for the playoffs. But you'd think if they fall outside of that 6 to potentially 7 and, and fall into a play-in spot, it would take an almighty drop-off, but that shows how big of an out Embiid is, then yeah, he could potentially miss. But you know, Maxi has a chance to... Yeah, he's got a fluorescent green light now with no Joel Embiid. He's, he could be gone for thirty a night quite often, similar to similar to what Jalen Brunson is, but very well deserved all star appearance there for Tyrese for sure. And we'll finish with Donovan Mitchell out east. He's been phenomenal this year, he really has. And should be in conversation for MVP. Like you you don't hear his name at all. And then you look at what he's putting up night in, night out. (laughs) I don't understand how he can't be. Averaging just over 28 points per game, five and a half rebounds, and just under six and a half assists a night. And in his last five, he's gone for 32 a night, as well as at least six plus assists in his last 12 games. So they were missing Darius Garland, as well as Evan Mobley, got both those guys back now. And... Donovan Mitchell and Jared Allen have, have definitely held that team together. They're currently in third position out east. No one would even think of it because no one hears about the Cleveland Cavaliers, let's be honest, post LeBron James. But Donovan Mitchell's doing everything in his power to, to put Cleveland back on the map in terms of a, uh, an NBA powerhouse, let's be real. And I think Cleveland will want to be doing everything in their power to keep Donovan Mitchell in Cleveland Cavalier colours next season like they, they just need to give him a blank checkbook and say we want to keep you on X amount of dollars and do everything in your power to get this guy the help that they need because they do, they do have a very good team at the end of the day you think about it with Garland with Jared Allen with Evan Mobley as long as they're healthy they're just missing that swingman to a to a certain degree, like a Max Strus. They've obviously paid him some money. He's decent without being a guy to say, "All right, now we've got an NBA Finals team," because if you put that team in Cleveland up against the likes of you know Boston or Milwaukee, they are a chance to beat Milwaukee. Don't get me wrong. I don't think they have enough to get it done. They might be able to take a game or two off off Boston. Maybe we may not even be able to put them ahead of New York at this rate, but I don't think they have enough there to win an NBA title, so I feel like a move needs to be made for the Cleveland Cavaliers to get them over the hump, whether that's made at deadline that is approaching us at the end of this week, or they keep this team together for next season and then say to Donovan, we're keeping you, we're paying you this, and we're going to do everything in our power to get X potentially LeBron James, who knows, after this season. Does he help him win a title? Probably brings a few more names along with him as well. So, but yeah, Donovan Mitchell's a big reason for this Cavs team being as good as they are for sure and earns himself an all-star spot on the bench. Similar to the Jalen Brunson talk that we're talking about, you know, all-star game MVP. Donovan Mitchell, if he keeps posting numbers like that, he's got to be in the running for sure. He has to be. Uh, Let's go out west. Let's see. Western Conference All-Stars. Shea Gildress Alexander is in our best of the best, no doubt. He's an all-star. 31.3 points a night, 5.6 rebounds, and 6.4 assists a night. He has them in first position out west this season. Shay has the Oklahoma City Thunder on a three-game winning streak. And like we kind of mentioned earlier with this OKC team, I don't think a lot of people would have thought that they were going to be first out west heading into All-Star break. I think everyone knew that they were a very good young team coming into this season with a chance of potentially making it you know, through the first round of, of the playoffs if that was going to be, I guess, the end game. But given how well they are playing right now, it's... it's They are definitely this year's probably Sacramento Kings, if not on a better pace, (laughs) to the way that they're playing. And, and, you know, like we said, given that Shea is all the way up there for a potential MVP vote this year. Yeah, (laughs) to see him not making some noise in the playoffs. Uh, And Shea Gildas is a very big reason for that. Luka Doncic, speaking of elite guards out west averaging 34.8 a night 8.6 rebounds and 9.6 assists <laughs> Just absurd numbers really the Dallas Mavericks currently in eight position at 26 and 23 they've been dealing with a lot of injuries of late hence I guess the roller coaster season that the Mavs have had for sure but Lucas yeah there's no doubting that Luka Doncic deserves to be an all-star starter over recent years hasn't necessarily cared, I guess, as much for the All Star game. Ditto the next guy that we're going to mention, but you've got to have him in there just simply for the fact that he is averaging those kind of numbers. It'd be great to see him play at that kind of level in an All Star game to see if he could put up a, you know, 30 plus point triple double with ease. Whether or not we're going to get that this season, I'm not too sure, but if you look at the, I guess, the guys on the bench, someone like a, you know, Anthony Edwards could be someone to take Lucas minutes, I guess, in the All-Star game for sure this season. Just we'll see if he cares, but yeah, highly deserves his spot as an All-Star starter. Finally, like we said, Nikola Jokic, these numbers are off the charts. Has the Denver Nuggets in fourth position out west at 35 and 16? He's averaging just under 26 and a, half a night with 12.3 rebounds and 9.1 assists. Like we said, he's. Doesn't really care a whole lot when it comes to All Star Games. I think he's just happy to happy to take a break at the midpoint of the season for sure. Given and especially now, given that he's not going to be going up against Joel Embiid, I think a lot's been put into you know that kind of somewhat rivalry where both of them didn't get to play each other in Denver this season with Joel Embiid now obviously being injured long term. I don't know how much Jokic is going to worry about this game, but at the end of the day. He is, a, he is a worthy all-star starter, especially given when you look at, I guess, who's backing him up with likes of Anthony Davis, who's been in the league now for a very long time, and Karl-Anthony Towns are the realistically the only two big guys that they've got. Maybe Jokic potentially could actually play uh, a little bit more in this game and see if he has a bit of a care factor about it. But yeah, that is our best of the best done and dusted. So... Why don't we take out some trash and see what we got in terms of all-star snubs. All right, some very, very worthy, worthy all-stars, but there is a couple of snubs. There is. There always is. I mean, what, why else would we talk about all snubs, let's be honest. There's a couple of guys out west who have been given a selection, and I dare say you could have picked one and not the other. So Paul George and Kawhi both making the All Star game. They're obviously two very very elite basketball players. Have their team in third out west after a pretty up and down, I guess, start to the season. They both actually played a lot of basketball this year compared to seasons past. But let's let's talk about them and probably one guy who should be in over the other. You've got Kawhi Leonard, who's averaging 24.1 a night, 6.3 rebounds and 3.7 assists, with Paul George coming in averaging just under 23 a night, 5.4 rebounds and 3.6 assists. Both obviously very good, but is it all-star good? How this guy isn't picked is beyond me. Darren Fox, career-high 27.5 points per game, 4 rebounds and 5.4 assists has his team in fifth. I get it, they're two back against the Clippers at 28-19, but you've got to have him in there over one of those guys. And I am picking him over Paul George. Now, if you look at Steph Curry, Steph Curry is averaging 28 a night, 4.4 rebounds, and five assists. So I get it, Steph Curry, the name itself kind of speaks for itself. You've got to kind of have him in there, but at the same time, he has his team in 12th. So, how is he ahead of someone like Darian Fox, you know, who, like I said, has his team in, in fifth position and just pay, playing a ridiculous, ridiculous level of basketball? It's hard for him not to be selected in an all star game when you've got someone seven spots below him. I get it, Steph Curry is Steph Curry. But those Fox numbers are just elite. And you've got to reward winning basketball at the end of the day. This one. Is a little bit different on that, I guess. When we say you got a reward winning basketball, it's kinda of hard not to, I guess, put him in now with Carl Anthony Towns and Anthony Edwards. You got two guys in Minnesota. Coming second at West Cat averaging 22.7, 8.6, and 3.1 assists. But you don't put someone like DeMartis Sabonis in this team. Someone from Sacramento should be in, honestly. It's got to be one of these two guys. It's 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 pretty bad snubbing in in my eyes. Sabonis averaging 19.9 Points per game, 13 rebounds and 8 assists on the night. It's, it's almost close enough. I mean, obviously, it's it, it's a far way off Nikola Jokic's points per game average number. But, I mean, he's... <laughs> it's poor man Jokic numbers, to be honest with you. Uh, and he should be at least sniffing the All-Star game. If you're not going to pick Darren Fox, then you've got to pick him. So I think those two guys are probably the, the hardest to done by when it comes to All-Star snubs out west. Now, if we went out east, this guy has to be the replacement for Joel Embiid. He really does, because similar to what we were talking about with Donovan Mitchell before, Jared Allen is a huge reason why the Cleveland Cavaliers are in third position, especially when they didn't have Darius Garland and Evan Mobley. you got Jared Allen averaging 15.5 a, a night, 10.7 rebounds, and 2.8 assists. Now, you're not putting him in, especially with a guy who's coming in third spot, has to come in for Joel Embiid, like we said, but you're picking a guy like Julius Randle who's averaging 24, 9.2, and 5. I get it, good numbers. Bam Adebayo, 20.5, 10.6, and 4. They're in eighth position right now at 26 and 24. I would be picking Jarrett Allen over Bam Adebayo if I'm picking anyone, but like we said, he should be in for Joel Embiid. If they're going to go positionless basketball and this guy's every chance of also coming in for Julius Randle, if he misses out, has to be Trey Young. Trey Young is averaging 27.3 a night, 2.8 rebounds, and 10.9 assists. I get it. The Hawks are in 10th position, but at the same time, if you are going to pick Steph Curry, and Steph Curry is currently coming 12th, then you have to select Trey Young. Like, if Julius Randle's out... If Joe Allen Bede's out, those two guys have to be the two guys that are going to be coming in to the All Star game. But what's well, an All Star game without talking about snubs? Let's be real. So it's all, all those guys. Uh, the Sacramento guys won't come into the equation unless someone gets hurt, God forbid. But I dare say that the two two replacement players, if Randall is due to miss and Embiid's definitely going to be out, has to be Jared Allen and Trey Young for sure. They're the two guys that I would be bringing in. So that is the Trash Done for the week. Why don't we check our socials out now at Trash Talk with d there on Instagram and TikTok. Let's see what we got. An anonymous question has come through. Something else that is a big topic of conversation this week. It is trade deadline uh, coming up on Friday here in Sydney. Which team do you expect to be the most active come deadline time? Well, This team could be active, but they're not going to be making any moves for Zach Levine because Zach Levine is done for the year with having right foot surgery. He's now out for the next four to six months. Whether or not Chicago make a move centered around Alex Caruso, I think his name is going to be uh, high in conversation. Potentially, I've seen rumors of the Golden State Warriors. Potentially after him, you'd think the Lakers are going to be also busy on that front to see if they can bring Caruso back to get them to... You know, have a guy that has been there and done that before and played some heavy championship minutes for that Lakers team. So I think they will be picking up the phone and trying to see if he is available. Another team who's struggling right now that may be looking to move someone on is the Washington Wizards with Kyle Kuzma. The Dallas Mavericks, I think, need to heavily pursue him or Miles Bridges right now to see if they can get an upgrade on the likes of, you know, Grant Williams, for example, who really hasn't been that. Yeah, you know, perfect four man, I guess, that they'd want. Playing alongside Luca and Kyrie. So I would be looking at Kyle Kuzma and Miles Bridges. Miles Bridges has been heavy in conversation with the Phoenix Suns after him. I really think they're gonna need a third team to potentially get involved there, because I don't really think like Phoenix have a lot to offer. Charlotte in general, but I think Charlotte can move him on just given how well that Brandon Miller is actually playing of late. He's He's been exceptional. He really has, as has Miles Bridges, to be honest with you. He's averaging just under 21 a night, just under 7.5 rebounds and three assists. So I think those names, Kuzma and Miles Bridges, along with Alex Caruso, are going to be heavy in conversation come trade deadline time in a few days' time. There is one other team who... This one's a hard one because they've got plenty of cap space coming into next season, but it is the Philadelphia 76ers. Do they make a move now with the injury news, to Joel Embiid? You, know, you can almost put a championship line put through it, realistically. If there's no Joel Embiid in this Philadelphia lineup, you're putting the line through them. But you're giving a guy like Tyrese Maxey a chance to completely go off over the next couple of months. I think you really do. So I think that they, they could definitely... I think they can take their time with this one. If it, if it ends up being Joel Embiid sits out for the rest of the year, so be it. Get this guy healthy and get him and Tyrese Maxi another piece to help with, obviously still having Tobias Harris. If you can get another piece with the cash that you're going to have next season, I feel like you could almost throw this season in the bin Get him healthy, get ready to go, and just unload next season and have a red-hot crack at this Eastern Conference for sure. Because at the end of the day, you're going to be competing with the Boston Celtics right now. They're not going anywhere. You're not going to beat them this season, even if MB does somewhat rush back. It's probably not best for them if he does. So... I would I would false Philly I'd be sitting tight, but yeah the main the main names were at the top. I think Alice so Coles Kuzma, and Moles Bridges for sure would be the ones to watch. I know it's not Superstar kind of name that we had last time around with Kevin Durant when he got traded just prior to deadline but yeah, I think this year could be could be one of those seasons where you're just getting something like that anyway, that is the questions done for the week. Thank you for sending that one through. Why don't we try and hit on some NBA action tomorrow and see what we got also leading into the rest of the week. Let's go. Show me the money! We are going to hit on the best game tomorrow. Arguably the best game tomorrow, anyway, anyways. Cleveland Cavaliers up against the Sacramento Kings. Not televised, don't know how. Do yourself a favor and try and watch this game on... There's plenty of uh, streaming services, NBA TV. Do what you got to do. This game is the one to watch tomorrow. Uh, we got a four-leg same-game parlay in this game. So we are going to start with the Cleveland Cavaliers on the money line, arguably the two hottest teams in the league right now. But we're going to go with Cleveland now that they've got everyone back. We're going to stick with Donovan Mitchell, six-plus assists. Like we said, he's had that in his last 12, so we're going to stay with that. Evan Mobley, 10-plus points. Now that he is back in the lineup, his minutes are going up. Jarrett Allen is currently questionable, so you'd like to think Mobley's going to be heavily featured in this one. And we're also going to slide in De'Aaron Fox 20-plus points here because I think he's going to be playing with a little bit of a chip on his shoulder now that he's missed out on all-star duties. You can get $3.30 about that or plus three, or plus two thirty. So we're going to start there. We'll, as always, keep an eye out on socials, uh, at TrashTalkWithDebalk on TikTok and Insta for further plays. Hopefully we can hit on a couple this week. We're going to also, probably leaning more so towards next week, have a few plays on the All-Star events, three-point comp, dunk comp, do whatever you got to do. There's going to be plenty of content out there on our socials for that. Can't wait. Uh, but as always, keep an eye out on socials for later this week. We'll have a few more plays coming up. That'll do it for this week. Uh, enjoy the rest of your week. We'll be back Wednesday for our NFL Pod Super Bowl week. It's gonna be a big week coming up there to start chatting some NFL. But I hope you all enjoy the NBA episode, all the stars and all the snubs. And I'll be back next Tuesday for the NBA. So we'll have to be we'll be taking a night off on, on Super Bowl duty. So we'll be back on Tuesday. I hope everyone has a great week. We'll be in touch soon. This has been Trash Talk with D I am out of here.